Morning Word Podcast. This is your host, Brother David, and I hope you prepared your hearts to hear the Word of God from the man of God right now. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all our podcast listeners out there. This is your host, Brother David, today, alongside with the associate pastor, recently associate pastor, anointed by God, Michael D. Jones. How are we doing this evening, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing very well. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And uh, how's your day been so far? Uh, I'm a contractor, so it can get kind of hairy. Okay. Yeah, I, I should have been a firefighter because I just put out fires all day. Yeah, so it's been it's been hectic, but thank God it's like seventy some degrees this morning, so that was very very nice. Yeah, we've been getting some uh, pretty good weather here lately in the oh, morning. Oh yeah, so. we need that. Well, I need that in my field. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. Those who go from AC to AC don't too much needed but no 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 we those, enjoy that those of us who work outside need that 70 something degrees <laughs> amen amen a lot of work to get done amen. well we're gonna go ahead and open up in prayer so uh, let's look to heaven father we come to you right now lord we say thank you for this opportunity father to just uh, be in your presence to to be united you say we're two or three gathered together in your name that you're in the midst and lord we truly believe that you're in the midst right now performing a great work within our hearts and in our minds, Lord, uh, that you are giving us what we need to say to the people, Lord Jesus, as our listeners are hearing this word, and even for our very own self, as we hear this word, that it penetrates our heart and it gives us the wisdom and the direction that we need to take it step by step. Because you said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and we need you to guide our steps. We need you to control everything for us, Father. And we thank you, Lord, for being there for us. Your mercies and your graces are new every day. And we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, Mike, uh, we got, uh, you know, quite a few listeners here. I know uh, you're pretty well known in the community uh, as well uh, as in the church circle. But for those who really don't know a little bit about you, maybe you can... Uh, take this opportunity to talk about your journey with Christ and how what that looked like from uh, where you started, maybe something in the middle, and then to your current role. Amen. Well, you know, I was a drug baby. <laughs> <laughs> and if my mom listening, you know, she's going to kill me because that assumes that she was on drugs. But no, I was drugged to church. Amen. And um, grew up in the church my whole life. Uh, right over at McCabe United Methodist on 26th Avenue South um, and 28th Street. But um, grew up in the church my whole life and um, wasn't very motivated to do anything. And um, I was the baby, I'm the baby out of 12 children. Mm. So I was literally a, a mama's boy. And um, so my dad tried to get me to go to work in construction in the in the business now that I now run. <laughs> and um but to no avail I ran, ran to the Navy, ran everywhere, so I wouldn't have to go to work with him. But, you know, I had a sense of God, but no real commitment. Mm. Um, I knew 
that it was, if anything, I was a grandchild in the faith. Okay. And there are no grandchildren, only children. <laughs> and um, so it was my mom's faith, you know, that she introduced us to, uh, to God and to Christ. She introduced us to the Word of God. Amen. And um, it was her faith. And slowly but surely, actually, when I was in the service, uh, just being out there on, on those, well, you won't know you were in the Marines, but <laughs> <laughs> being out there on those ships for weeks at a time, not being able to see land in any direction, and then, and then that isolation, you know, you just you know, ponder within yourself and you start asking questions about life. Mm-hmm. And so my mom would send me the daily bread, the little books. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, they've been around a long time. They've been around a long time. That was that was '89, you know, for me in the service. And um, <clears throat> and she uh, sent those books to me, and um, I started reading them. And then um, the guys, you know, some of my shipmates would be like, Jones, what you reading? Or uh, little book my mom sent me. Oh man, what, what is it about? And then before you know it's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of us sitting around, you know, going over the daily bread, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But that really piqued my interest into a more intimate relationship with God. And um, I got out of the service after three years and came home. Well, I actually was the ship's barber. I don't want to leave this out. Had a really plus job. Mm. I was the only barber on a, on a ship with 560 men on it. And I was the only barber on the ship. So I had a very, 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 very plush job. Did, did you did you get the tips? Oh, I never cashed my checks. <laughs> I, I didn't cash a check. When I hit the um I hit the uh, barber shop uh my last two years. Uh-huh. And I never cashed a check. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. So when I got ready to um, you know, my 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 enlistment was over and I was thinking about re enlist and I and I, I I don't profess to hear the voice of God, you know, you know, I'm, it's not like I hear God all the time, mm-hmm. but I literally heard God say, go home and help your dad. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was like, why? <laughs> you know, that, I'm in the Navy now running from that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. And he said, no, you did it. Go home and help your dad. And um, so I did, you know, and it, it was really funny because my shipmates, wanted me to stay so bad, they literally all got together and bought me all new barber equipment. Wow. Like five or $600 worth of barber equipment. They literally just um, came together um, and bought it and, and gave it to me. Jonesy, we just want you to stay, man. Nobody does a fade like you. Nobody does a <laughs> Philly like you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody does a, 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 a Gumby. <laughs> I'm dating myself now. Yes. Nobody does a Gumby like you. So. But I had I had a strong sense that I heard God, you know. Yes. So I just went back home on just that, mm. and um, and met my first wife, and um, got got back home. My 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 um my home church was still McCabe, and um, met my first wife, and in the club, <laughs> and um, got it was very short, very short um engagement. Mm-hmm. Got married, and uh, we ended up having a, a child, my oldest son, David. And, um, uh, like, we got married in 93 mm-hmm. in January. And um, 
David was born in 93. And just short of our first anniversary, um, which would have been January 94, mm-hmm. um, it was 92 or 93. My mind get <laughs> mixed up. But um, just short of our first anniversary, um, I was headed. I dropped my, my mom was keeping Dave while I went to work and my wife went to work. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a phone call from my mom, a 911 page, a beeper page, <laughs> 911. I was like, what is this? So yeah. I had to pull over to the, to the phone booth. And she was like, uh, your wife been in an accident, man. You need to get down here to uh, Bayfront. And um, and I was like, oh, man. So when I got down there, I was just walking into the building, and the doctor was coming out of the, uh, he was coming out to talk to the family, you know, to give them an update right. on her condition. And he was literally saying she didn't make it. Mm. So that was kind of like the turning point in my life, mm-hmm. you know, the sense that the presence of God was real. You know, God was real. His presence was so was so heavy in that uh, in that hospital that day. Yes, that He just convinced me without a shadow of a doubt because He gave me peace that surpassed my understanding. Amen. I mean, everybody's literally going crazy, but I'm sitting there like fully conscious. He's the uh, for the uh, theologians. He's the Paraclete, the, the, the Comforter. Par- no doubt. No doubt, and the clarity and everything about that time, it was just phenomenal, in 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 that type of situation, and um, everybody else was, you know, uh, expectedly so it was falling apart, but I was I was pretty calm. God really had me in His hands, but that was the turning point. I was, ironically enough, I'm gonna sidestep for a second. Uh, my mentee was talking to me yesterday and he was talking about how he really doesn't have a, a date of um, a stamp date of his salvation. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes uh, yeah. I read Matthews would say, oh, not, oh, June 1st, November, you know, June 1st, 1926, you know, at mm-hmm. six o'clock, you know, mm-hmm. I gave my life to the Lord. You know, he was worried about that he didn't have a stamp date like that. Mm-hmm. So he was concerned whether he was saved or not. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, I don't have a stamp date. All I know is I, I, I knew God. I had given my life to Christ, but he came real to me in this event in my life. Okay. And so, um, you know, that that's really started my journey. You know, that, that's, that wasn't all the details, but that really, mm-hmm. that event started my journey. And then I ended up, um, you know, really pursuing ministry and trying to uh, get my gifts. And, um, but I think you had another question for me first. Well, so now now that you're uh, at this stage of your life Mm -hmm. and you're starting to pursue ministry, Mm -hmm. uh, well, what led you to pursue uh, ministry uh, to to bring you to the point where you ended up finally at uh, New Philadelphia? Uh, Well, well, what? Yeah, finally I knew Philadelphia, <laughs> but um, initially I was still over at um, at um, uh, McCabe mm-hmm. when my first wife passed, mm-hmm. and then um, God had led me. He told me you got to leave that church. You know, we were we were studying in Exodus at the time. The pastor was there, and he was <laughs> like, "It's time for you to exit this church." And he said, "I show you where you need to go." And I ended over over at another church in Mount Zion. 
Well, well, let me pick at that for a little bit. Okay. Because I know a lot of people uh, struggle with that piece Uh and either make the biggest mistake of their life Mm -hmm. or uh, make the biggest mistake of their life. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And um, so how does a person discern discern, uh, or able to, you know, see the signs for them to say, hey, it's time for me to go wherever or I need to stay put. Exactly. I had no desire to leave. You know, my mindset was nothing likes change but a baby with a dirty diaper on. (laughs) So I I, I hate change. I really don't like change now. I understand that change is the only constant in life now. Yes. But, you know, I really didn't, I was comfortable at McCabe because um, it, it wasn't very much asked of me. Okay. You know, even though. There was no challenge for you. Exactly. Yeah. Even, though, even though I had a desire to know more about God, there was no real challenge or very much requirement of me from a ministry point of view. Okay. And God was like, no, you can't, you can't grow here and I need you to go somewhere else. But the, the main thing that, it's it's a lot of different uh, things that can uh, let you know whether God is leading you or not, uh-huh. leading you or not. The main thing is the main the, the main telltale sign is that you're not trying to do anything yourself. It's not your desire to, to go this way or go that way or do anything. God just literally that small voice just speaking into your heart. Mm-hmm. It's just saying you need to go this direction. The same voice that told me you need to go help your dad. And I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I, you know, the, 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 the enemy would have never told me to do something <laughs> that was going to be benevolent. Right. You know, he would have told me to go go uh, wait on your daddy to die so he can get his, his uh, life <laughs> insurance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he said, no, go help your father. Amen. Your father needs your help. So when he told me to leave, it wasn't anything that I was trying to um, cook up myself. You know, and God just dropped it in my heart. Because a lot of people, either because of they're not either enjoying the message, mm-hmm. because it's probably bringing some sort of level of conviction mm-hmm. that they don't want to adhere to. Yeah. Um, or uh, for some reasons, and you know, and I've been in this predicament, uh, you're not getting properly fed. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. there's either. Um, some, how should I say this, uh, improper behavior on on, on leadership standpoint mm-hmm. that hasn't been addressed, yeah, or uh, the uh, inability to grow because of the word is just it's just very basic, mm-hmm. you know, or there's no it's no growth out of the leadership exactly. If the leadership's not growing, the fellowship not going to grow. Amen. Amen. So, so those are good points to for people who are listening. Mm-hmm. These are things you need to look out for. Not yes. not use it as just a justification. I'm out of here because such and such. Because the other question to ask yourself is, what are you doing to help? Exactly. What are you doing to assist? Exactly. And people don't want to address that. They just yeah. want to, hey, you know, uh, uh, I'm not growing here. I'm out of here, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, God may have you planted yes. in that dry place. To bring about newness. Amen. And refreshing. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So that's why I say you have to listen to that still small voice. Yes. Because it's it's three hundred and sixty degrees, you know, on a um 
you know, 360 degrees or a compass. Yes. God can be sending you in any one of those directions. Amen. Yes. You're going to need to learn how to listen to him, hear his voice. And, and but this is the main thing. I, I really want to say this. You know, sometimes when you're young mm -hmm. in your faith, you have to be result oriented. Mm. What do I mean by that? Break that down for us. Sometimes if you think you heard God and then you get out to walking in what you thought you heard God say, but it's not working out at all. You you know, you God giving you a heavy sense that I didn't give you no direction to do this. Amen. You see what I'm saying? And you're getting confirmation, you know, you weren't supposed to leave that church. You go back. Just go back. If the results aren't giving, the results that you're getting aren't godly, just return back. That's what people mess up more than anything. Yes. They make a bad move, and then they compound that bad decision by make, making the decision not to metanoia, not to change. Amen. Not to go back. It's, it's cool. Yeah. You know? Because to go back means uh, I was wrong. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, now you're trying to save face. Yeah, you better be trying to please God. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely want to make sure that there's a peace about it and that you're doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you step out on the wrong way, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, that's just like, I guess that's where the story of Jonah comes into place. Amen. Amen. You know, here he is. God commands him to to go to Nineveh to preach repentance mm -hmm. and and the issue with him was he was I think more afraid that they would repent and God would forgive them and he did not want that he for didn't. the, Ninev the <laughs> Ninevites yeah yes. because that was a cruel rough nation it was it was unprovoked cruelty yeah yeah and uh, and, and sometimes that's where God deals with us internally he's you know, whatever direction either you're staying or you're leaving, mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, it's always to show us something about ourselves. Yes. That we didn't see before. Yes. And that's what he was doing with, with Jonah. You know, everybody thinks about it's about him going and preaching. It wasn't. It was really about dealing with his heart. It was. Well, it was twofold. Yes. It was about the Ninevites and it was about Jonah's heart. Exactly. It was about, you know, all the, all the people involved, about their hearts. Yes. But the one who was bringing the message and the, and the one who the message was going to. Amen. Amen. Yeah. But, you know, that decision to leave McCabe, you know, I, I, I got an early sign that it was right. Mm -hmm. First of all, when I got over uh, to the church that God led me to, um, the pastor was like, somebody in this church... God told it to be here. I don't know who it is. I didn't know him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he said, somebody God told to be here today, and they need to be a part of this ministry. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. And, uh, and I ended up, really, I promise you, I started boohoo crying. Because that's just how much I resisted change. That yeah. God had given me that clear sign. He had allowed the man of God to confirm that God was moving me in that direction. And I was like, no, no, I don't want that confirmation to change because now I don't have no excuse. You know, he started just breaking down all my excuses. Amen. And then another early sign was uh, I had a friend of mine that I, I coached football with. And I can't say his name because I'm quite sure a lot of people know him. But um, I coached football with him um, at the little league and the high school level for a lot of years. And um, 
and uh, Reverend Matthews was supposed to be his mentor. Okay. But he really didn't want Reverend Matthews to mentor him. Mm-hmm. But I just happened to be there while Reverend Matthews was like, you know, we need to get together, da 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 da. Right. And so I was like, well, if he don't want to come over and, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I'll get in there and you can mentor me. Amen. Because well, one thing that really made me leave uh, Mount Zion, my pastor over there, and I asked him, I said, I really need to come under some tutelage and, um, and really need to come under some authority so I can learn some things. And he was like, uh, Mike, I'm about to retire in a year, man. You ain't going to be able to come under me. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, wow, you know, you going to direct me to somebody? He was like, yeah, no, you just need to, you know, pray and seek God. So that's what I did. Okay. So, but they happen to be at another ministry. Okay. So that that point led you to what? What, what was the next step? Was that, well, meeting Reverend Matthews. Okay. And that was like almost, oof, man, that was like almost 20 years ago, our initial meeting. So um, we met over that other ministry, and, um, <clears throat> and, man, I grew under his tutelage. He was literally my Timothy. He was literally my Paul. I was his Timothy. Amen. And I grew so fast, so quick, it was scary. <laughs> and, um, and my brother's a pastor in Gainesville, yes. and he was like, dude, you know, you got to make sure what, you, what you're learning and you're presenting, you're living. Amen. Because you growing so fast, bro, you got to make sure you're applying all this stuff. Yeah. Or you just going to be, you know. Through emotions. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to be like sounding glass. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be all word, but no no ability to apply. Yeah. And um, the width and the depth. Exactly. The individual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 20 miles wide, <laughs> uh, 20 miles long, and one inch deep. <laughs> <laughs> So that cautioned me, you know, to to um, to do some application, and it's crazy because when I, and it's not until we're talking about it now uh-huh. how God systematically used each each area that He moved me to to do different things, because my passion came, my passion and desire came from um, McCabe, okay, and then my actual uh, spiritual maturity, my biblical. Uh, knowledge grew over at Mount Zion, mm-hmm. but my application really blossomed at New Philadelphia. You know, being able to uh, apply what I know, use my gifts. Like I always tell my students, God wants you to, to discover, sharpen, and use your gifts and talents mm. in that order. Discover, sharpen, and use. And that's the, that's what he did, you know, in those different areas in life. Is there an example maybe that you can share with uh, the audience of what that looked like personally for you? Well, um, discovering yeah, discovering my gift. Well, I kind of like got a glimpse at McCabe, but then it, it was solidified. You know, uh, Reverend Matthew, John Matthew said, "You have the gift to teach, mm-hmm. God. That's your gift," which I thought was hilarious because I was a CD student at best. <laughs> I was retained in the sixth grade. I, I failed in sixth grade, but it wasn't because I, I didn't 
did I was stupid or anything. I skipped, I skipped school a lot. You see what I'm saying? I just was a, you know, I was a knucklehead. But I just thought it was hilarious that God would give me that gift because I was like, I'm a CD student at best. But God was like, if 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 you allow my spirit to do a work in you, you know, I, I'll, I'll blow your mind. Amen. And um, that's what he did once, once I got with Reverend Matthews and he started teaching me stuff. And then he started giving me opportunities. He first he, he uh, helped me discover, and then he started sharpening me, sharpening uh, my gift by allowing me to uh, study the word with him. Yeah, you know. I want to go back to what you said okay. uh, as far as the the CD student because if we do have kids or teenagers listening to this, I don't want them to think, oh, okay, well, you know, I could get CDs and God will use me like He used Mike. Okay. Yeah, you know? Okay. And maybe share with them or explain with them uh, that uh, what what really their expectation should be. Exactly. Well, well, I tell you what, I don't have any. I was a CD child, CD student mm-hmm. child at best, but none of my children are CD children. <laughs> <laughs> you know, none of my children are CD students. Okay. Um, no C's. They all A's and B's. Amen. And, um... So, you know, I, I do, uh, I, I did not grow up in a home. My mother, I already talked about my mother really uh, introducing us to to the faith, the yes. Christian faith. Yes. But she wasn't a strong disciplinarian in the, in the realm of education. Okay. She wasn't strong. And then my dad really, really almost resented education. Yeah. He was like, if you think you need an education, you know, you don't need that out here where I'm at. Mm. All you need is a strong back. And strong arms, you know what I'm saying? A big hat because it's 115 degrees out here. Yeah. So he really didn't find any use for education. Okay. Even though he was brilliant. Yes. So, um, but he was brilliant in a different way. Correct. So that really, it, and I know what you're trying to say. I know what you want me to say to the children out there. But whatever you are, whatever you are uh, academically. You know, if if you are a, a B student, straight A student, mm-hmm. C D student, or F student, give your life to God. Amen. There give you go. your life to God. You know, it's really not about what you do academically. It's about how much of you do you give to God. Yes. That's you, what it's about. You know, one of the questions that often are asked of of children, uh, especially at a young age or maybe entering uh, middle school or high school. Uh, the first question usually they ask is, what do you want to be mm-hmm. when you grow up? Yeah. But nobody ever takes the, si- the time to say, what does God want you to do? Exactly. Oh, my goodness. And no, no. And this, and this go ahead and clarify it. Because it's okay. It's okay for the world to make that statement. Right. What do you want to be in life? To a child, a young adult. Mm-hmm. Or, no, not even a young adult. Four or five. Or, or, mm-hmm. a, you know, a toddler. But it's not okay in the body of Christ. In the body of Christ, for no one to ask a child, what do you think, what are you sensing that God wants you to do? Amen. That's not okay. And that's where the body of Christ, that's where the church is falling short with his youth. Yes. It's literally uh, pushing them off into these higher education um, institutions, uh, universities. Right. right. And they're wondering why they godless, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They have no relationship with God. They don't know God. They don't know how to pray to God. They don't have no desire for his word. You, 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 that, that has to be the foundation. Amen. 
that has to be the foundation of a young in a young human being's life. Okay. Okay. So now we fast forward a little bit. Okay. Um, what what led you to uh, finally, you know, make the decision make the decision to be a part of New Philadelphia? Um. Hmm. That's a good. I mean, I know the answer. I'm just trying to articulate it correctly. Um, <laughs> Don't want to step on anybody's toes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, well, well. See, um, Reverend Matthews had uh, he had left the ministry. I'm gonna mm. put it in those terms. Yes. He left the ministry that we were a part of. Okay. Where we where we initially met. Okay. And so when he left the ministry, we, you know that. What solidified that we were not just church members, but we were actually friends, and we were actually um, like a Jonathan and a David relationship. Amen. Was that after he left that ministry, we were just as tight. Amen. We were just as connected to the point that he literally started. Com- he came and started working in my company, and so uh, he started a Bible study. Little small Bible study, mm-hmm. which I helped him with for like a year mm-hmm. uh, or more, and then when he finally, when he finally um, started New Philadelphia, I had a decision to make, <laughs> and so I was like, um, okay, I can't do both. I, now, now, the Bible study uh-huh. was cool. It was on Tuesday nights. Right. Tuesday night, he did it. He did it that way strategically. So it would not interfere in other, because he didn't want that. He wasn't trying to start a ministry either. Right. And he wasn't trying to interfere in anybody else's church life. Right. So I'm going to do this Bible study on Wednesday night. Normal Bible study is what night? Uh, here it's Wednesday. Normal Bible study all yeah. over the, the state is Wednesday night. Yeah. So, you know, not to interfere, he would, he would say, I'm, I want to be a paraministry. Come alongside, aid and assist, whoever come. Right. So it was beautiful. But when he started the ministry, I had to make a choice. I couldn't straddle the fence. And so um, my kids, it, it was a it was it was rough. It was a rough decision to make. And um, I knew I probably wasn't going to make the right decision at that time. But I was more I wasn't really concerned about what church I went to or not. I was more concerned that our relationship stayed intact. Mm. And so I asked him, I said, man, I need you to promise me something. Because even though he wasn't pressuring me to make a decision, right. a decision had to be made. Okay. Even though he wasn't pressuring. Okay. Once he started the ministry, now we starting the ministry over here. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, I need you to promise me something. Um, he, I said, um, no matter what I decide to do, you know, as far as which, which ministry to to associate with, I need to know we're going to be all right. Amen. And he said, uh, man, I love you. You know, no matter what you do, man, I'm going to love you. It's not based on where you go or don't go. Okay. And that just, whoo, that, that relieved me, a lot of pressure. Yes. So then my, my, um, my mantra kicked in. Remember what I said about change? Uh huh. What did I say about change? You hate it. I hate change. Don't nobody <laughs> like change but a who? A baby with a dirty Their diaper. diaper. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when um when he said that we're gonna be good no matter what, 
I said, okay, I'm going to go with my mantra, my mantra about change. I'm not changing. And so I stayed over there another five years. Okay. And um, <clears throat> and I just uh, wasn't, I was out of place. Remember I was saying you got to be result oriented? Yes. Because uh, my wife stopped going to church, you know, uh, going to church at all. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, spiritually, I felt this decline because I was out of position. So it was, uh, I mean, just me listening to what you've been talking about, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm drawing. And you getting this like right off the right <laughs> off the press because I don't think nobody ever heard your story before, but go ahead. It's like, in one sense, this, you know, we see a man here who heard clearly the voice of God about making the, the transition. Mm-hmm. And then on the second time, he may have heard, but they have not acted on it. Mm-hmm. And then we see the two different results. Yes. Yes. Happening. So, but go ahead. And, and yes. And uh, we, we live, we live in that tension between, you know, because wisdom is this, the wisdom is the ability to discern and the courage to choose good over evil, mm-hmm. the right way over the wrong way, mm-hmm. the ability to discern, mm-hmm. then the courage to choose. Right. The right way over the wrong way. Yes. So we we always we operate in knowledge, but we don't go on and operate in wisdom. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Knowing what to do, but then doing what you know needs to be done. And so yeah, that and these are all maturation steps. God was allowing me to mature. Definitely. And you know He was allowing He was allowing me time to to uh, be able to hear Him trust him um, and make mistakes in, you know yeah. in, in that interim but um, yeah and so when I finally um, uh, you know and it's crazy I, you know because of what I said in my mind I'm going to be more honest yeah. what I said in my mind because I'm just going to keep it 100 the other church had a, had a, had a huge youth ministry Okay. And my children were involved in it, uh-huh. you know, and um, so I was like, I can't take my, and, and New Philadelphia was just up and coming, so they really didn't have a lot of youth stuff. Yeah. And so I, I went on ahead and said, yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 make that decision based on my kids. No, I mean, it, that happens so quickly. I mean, um, I, I, and I'll just share this little piece just to interject that mm-hmm. I had a, a somewhat of a similar transition. Mm-hmm. We were looking for another church uh, because the church that we were at was showing great signs of uh, declination. Mm-hmm. And um, a good friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, had just started a ministry. Okay. And I went to visit him and I was, you know, like blown away that everything that he was doing. Uh, knowing, you know, what he's typically capable of. Mm-hmm. But he was really stretching himself in other areas, and that put a lot of conviction on me. It's like, wow, you know, he, this man is really about this ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my mind, I'm like, man, I don't want to go through another, like, startup church. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I did that with uh, another church mm-hmm. that I was with for about 15 years. Yeah. You know, you invest all that time, that money, yes. Yes. the people, yes. all of that. Yeah. There's, there's an, a level of investment, and, and yes. that's what makes it hard mm-hmm. to pull away. No doubt. You know, 
and to reinvest and then start over <laughs> and reinvest again no doubt yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's it takes a really made up mind for that so no I, I i get you when you say that but go ahead but but when you um so when i made that decision to you know err on the side of my children mm-hmm. um I promise you, I was dropping my baby girl off to the University of Florida. I literally dropped her off at the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. And um, I was cool. You know, I thought I was going to be emotional and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, But on my way back from Gainesville, those two hours, God was like, now what? Mm-hmm. Now what's keeping you there? That Sunday, I had a meeting with my pastor and said, I'm out of here. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, just to kind of wrap things up, because we're coming short on time. Okay. Uh, maybe give some advice to people. Uh, I almost hate saying this, but at least so people know how mm-hmm. to do things properly yeah. when transitioning. When what, transitioning, yeah. yeah. If you can wrap it up maybe in two minutes or so. Exactly. Um you know, um, a lot a lot of times we try to um, make stuff happen. The, the the term that I want to use is slipping my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, um, how we want to make things happen and kind of like um, uh, form it ourselves. Mm-hmm. But if you trust God, you can allow it to happen organically. Yeah, we try to manipulate a situation. Exactly, yeah. you trying to manipulate it and try to create your own situation, but. And when you're in transition, man, you have to understand that you're dealing with people. You're not just dealing with names on a building. Amen. And hold up, and you're not just dealing with titles. Amen. You're dealing with human beings. Yes. With feelings, emotions. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Shortcomings. Yes. And you have to take all those things into consideration. And you have to remember this verse: Let everything you do, do as unto the Lord. And the way you want to, I always tell people, I, in a, you probably heard this in the secular world, that don't burn bridges. That's right. I can go back to either one of those churches I left. Yes. And if I go back, I'm telling you, I visited the churches. When are you coming back, Mike? Oh, man, we miss you. You know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. I didn't burn the bridge. Amen. I left with decency and honor and respect. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I did it the way God asked me to do it. Amen. 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 Well, we thank God for you, uh, Pastor Mike. Um, we appreciate, you know, you sharing with everybody your journey. Um, and we, we look forward to hear from you in a little bit more on these podcasts. It, it'll take about six more of these <laughs> to get it all. But <laughs> well, we appreciate your wisdom and, and everything that you've been through and what God is continuously doing, uh, the work that he's working in your life continually, even right now as we speak. Amen. Through you, through your family. Uh, everywhere. So with that, I'm just going to ask you, if you don't mind, close us out in prayer. Amen. Father God, I just thank you for this ministry, this podcast. We thank you for this facilitator, David. Lord, just continue to bless him and his family. Uh, I ask that your healing presence will be on his wife and, and right now and his father-in-law, Lord. Along with my sister and my brother, as well as myself, Lord. Lord, just continue to enable us to help and heal your people, Lord, and minister your word, Lord. Let us proclaim that you are Christ and King to the mountaintops and to the ends of the earth. 
and we'll be ever so careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. And it's in Christ's authority I pray. Amen. Amen. May God keep you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Morning Word Podcast. We pray that you were blessed with what you heard today. You were able to get some insight on how to live a better life closer to God. If you wish to continue to listen to this word, please subscribe to our podcast on the following platforms. Apple's Podcasts, Google Casts, Pocket Casts, and Spotify. If you wish to view us live during our services, just simply go to newpministries.org. That is newpministries.org, where you'll be able to stream live services on a weekly basis. And with that being said, we pray that you continue to reach, teach, and love somebody new. Have a blessed week.